The scriptures tell us that those who are planted in the house of the Lord flourish in life. That's a promise for our lives. And can I thank you? You have, for some, this is the 10th month of lockdown that we are now entering into. And yet you have made the choice to remain planted in this spiritual family. And for some, maybe elderly or otherwise, haven't been able to congregate in person. You've, you've continued to be planted even in the online world. And the scriptures give us that promise that we flourish in life. I've learned since a young kid that you know, you can't give God anything without Him giving us back in return. That could be our time. That could be our focus, our energy. So know that God, He's smiling down on us today. And can I encourage you to stay connected throughout the week? We have something almost every night of the week, Bible studies online in different formats. Stay connected. There's, there's strength. There's encouragement. I can't wait. Coming up in the service today, Pastor Peter's with us partaking Holy Communion. We've got a special treat for you today. We have members comments they'll be at the end of the service and of course we have encounter rooms but my message today is dreams and visions in 2021 dreams and visions in 2021 I was driving this week and I heard on the radio the announcer say that many people businesses families feel like they are in a type of zombie state due to the pandemic uh, I kind of know what a zombie is, but I was curious what the definition of a zombie was. And it, basically, it's a body without a soul. And I began to think about a body without a soul. In other words, it's a physical body. It's functioning, but it has no purpose and no direction. And I began to think about individuals, businesses, families, that, that they're functioning, but lacking direction. And it speaks of an unclear future. And for many, 2020, 2021, uh, it, it, it's unclear where the future is headed. You know, it's one thing to enter a crisis, that's bad enough, but if you know how to fight the crisis, how to fight the problem, you can have, you know, you can have your, all your energy set towards that. But when you're in a crisis and don't know the way forward, that could, there's nothing more frustrating. And that's why I think the announcer said it's like a, people are in a zombie state, and that's almost worse than being in a crisis. You don't know the way forward. No idea how to plan for the future. And people are under pressure. Grandparents are under pressure, maybe isolated, but also you know, fearful for their children, their grandchildren, and their future. Parents are you know, under pressure. Parents are, are now asked to be school teachers. Parents are asked to you know, provide when economic, economy is, is in flux. Parents are asked to keep their marriages together and healthy amidst all the chaos going around them. I mean, there's, just, there's pressure. Uh, people have pressure in businesses. Families have been separated for over a year. People are under pressure. And so where do we turn in these times? Where do we put our focus and where do we find vision? Where do we find clarity? The scripture says without vision or purpose or clarity, people perish. So where do we turn? I propose we turn this, this morning back to Genesis chapter 1. The very beginning, in fact. And in Genesis chapter 1, the scripture says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless. It was desolate. It was empty. It was full of darkness all over the surface of the deep. But the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. There was confusion, there was desolation, there was emptiness, there was darkness. And it describes many individuals' lives today, at least what they feel like. That zombie state that, was, that the news, article, news announcer described this week. And yet there at the beginning, there in Genesis, there was darkness, there was chaos, there was desolation. And yet the Holy Spirit was there hovering. 
That word hover, it means to brood, like a mother dove hovering over her nest where there is chicks about, or uh, eggs with chicks in them, about to hatch, hovering over them, breeding them, seeking to give birth. And uh, you can picture the Holy Spirit there over the chaos and the desolation of the darkness, seeking to birth order, uh, clarity out of the chaos and the darkness. Recognize with me today, we live in a three-dimensional world three-dimensional world. On one first dimension, and you can see it on the screen, is a simple line. That's the first dimension. Second dimension, we have, and you can see it again, it's a plane. And then the third dimension is a cube, the 3D world, length, height, width, and, and depth. Now, the first dimension is controlled by the second dimension, and the second dimension is controlled by the, the third. The question we could ask ourselves and should ask ourselves, is there a greater dimension than the third dimension? Now, scientists, and I'm not here to preach science, but let me say it for a moment. Scientists, many argue, that there is such a thing as a fourth dimension. Some call it the invisible space-time continuum, a fourth dimension. Albert Einstein was maybe the father of this type of thinking when he came up with a theory of, uh, of rel relativity. But in this theory, it proposed that time is a physical quantity. In other words, it can, be, it can be held, but if it's a physical quantity, time being a physical quantity, it means there's no past, there's no present, and there's no future. No beginning and no end in this what science thinks could possibly be a fourth dimension. But, well, I'm not here to debate that today. I am here to propose it's rather consistent with the scriptures, isn't it? You see, in Genesis chapter 1, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit, a spiritual being, in that fourth, the scriptures don't call it a fourth dimension, but that's what I'm calling it today, in that fourth dimensional reality, when there was no form, when there was no order, where there was no light, where there was no direction, the Holy Spirit birthed out of that fourth dimensional world, birthed order into the third dimension, that dimension that we taste, we touch, we feel, we live in today as physical creatures. You could take it a step further. In fact, the Holy Spirit was there at what I'll call today the second creation. Now, I'm not talking about a creation of another planet, another earth. I'm talking about the birth or the creation of the, what we as believers today in the new covenant call the new creation. And that was when the Spirit of God was poured out in human flesh. Hadn't happened to that point. The Holy Spirit came on individuals in the Old Testament, but the Holy Spirit of God never came and lived inside of human flesh. But at the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of Christ Jesus was poured out in human flesh. In other words, that fourth dimensional reality was poured out into a three-dimensional body. We're told today in the New Covenant that we are temples, we as believers in Christ, are temples of the, of the Holy Spirit. Recognize what happened on the day of Pentecost. Jesus had just died. His disciples were thrown into chaos. They, they viewed Jesus as their great deliverer, deliverer from the Roman occupation, and now he's dead. They were thrown into chaos and confusion. Many of them quit, went back. They went back to fishing. There was darkness. There was confusion. There was no direction uh, for their life. They were discouraged. And the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit, like that mother, mother dove brooding over her young, just like on the first day when the Holy, at creation in Genesis when the Holy Spirit birthed order out of chaos, the Holy Spirit was poured into human flesh and the Holy Spirit came and lived in human flesh, but in so doing gave human flesh or birthed in human flesh a four-dimensional way of living with inside each person. 
And you see, just like at the, on creation, when the Holy Spirit birthed order out of chaos in, in, in the world we live in today, when the Holy Spirit was poured out in human flesh, he birthed order out of chaos. He gave those disciples, those followers of Christ, he gave them purpose, and he transformed their lives. That, they had no reason in the natural to be transformed, but when the Holy Spirit, when that life of Christ, that fourth dimensional reality became real in the lives of these disciples, they were transformed. Peter, who was a cowering, wavering reed, a, a, a scaredy cat, if you will, before Pentecost came, now he was filled with, filled with boldness. He, nothing changed in their three-dimensional world, but in their, th- this new dimension came within their being, and they saw a new reality. And Peter was filled with boldness. He preached Christ, and many were saved. But can I fast forward to our lives today? The same Spirit of God, He invites you and I today into that fourth dimensional reality. We can, many of us can relate. There's chaos maybe in your finances today. Can I invite you? In fact, the Holy Spirit is inviting each of us to step into that fourth dimensional reality. Not confined by what we taste or feel or see in the news or experience in our bank account. There's a reality in the life of Christ. It's a fourth dimensional reality that controls that which we see, that which we experience. Maybe it's a darkness, a darkness in your mind. There is a light, a light from God that is independent from the light that, or the hope we might find in the natural existence in this earth. There is a hope that transcends it all. It's found in the life of Christ through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's inviting us today into that reality. You say, well, how does the Holy Spirit partner with with me today? Well, let's go to the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And it says in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a noise like a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And tongues that looked like fire appeared to them, distributing, uh, the, uh, distributing themselves and a tongue rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with different tongues as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out. Let's jump to verse 16. But this is, this is what has been spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all mankind and your sons, your daughters will prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men will dream dreams. That's my message today, dreams and visions in 2021. Visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. They are the language of the fourth dimensional reality, that creative reality that the Holy Spirit used in creation, used on the day of Pentecost. It is the same language today. In Genesis, God saw something that was not. He saw there was darkness, but he saw light, and he brought it about. Apostle Paul echoes that language when he says that before the foundations of the earth, God chose us in Christ Jesus. In other words, he saw you and I. We were not in Christ, but he saw us in Christ. He had visions and dreams of what was to be. Visions and dreams. But at Pentecost, God put that reality, that ability in us, and he gave us the language of the fourth dimension. Visions and dreams. Today, it's possible that your vision for your life, your family, your business, your ministry. It could be that your, your vision is barren. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't see 
a path forward. Maybe 2020, 2021. Maybe it's, 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 you don't see a vision. You don't see a dream. I think that's why I'm speaking this message into your life today. It's possible to have a barren vision. It's possible to have a broken vision, a broken dream. It could be failures. You tried and failed, even multiple times, and as a result, you give up. And maybe, or maybe that dream, that vision is, it's buried. Maybe you were told that's never going to happen. It's not possible. Maybe it's buried. The Holy Spirit is beckoning and he's here with us now. He's with you now to resurrect that dream, to resurrect that vision in your life. There is no failure that can preempt. There is no loss that is greater. There is nothing that can limit that fourth dimensional reality in your life. Recognize this today. Visions and dreams work within the framework of our imagination. And we all have imaginations. I think of my son Leo as having breakfast two mornings ago. There's a plant on our kitchen table. We were eating pancakes. I was planning, you know, I had to get him dressed for, for daycare, all that type of thing. And yet here he is, his imagination. He's not thinking about any of that. He's thinking about that little plant. And suddenly he's talking about that plant going up to the sky and me and him climbing up that. And, and, and it's going on and on and on. I mean, we have imaginations. Of course, as adults, maybe we temper that. And, but, but, but the Holy Spirit... He comes to guide us and to help us grow in our imagination. Our imagination, which the scriptures also often call the heart, which is the soul, the mind, the intellect, and our imagination is a powerful, powerful tool. That's why the scriptures say guard our hearts, guard our imaginations. Paul says cast down vain imaginations that don't line up with the victory of Christ because the, our imagination is a powerful tool. It's the, it's the framework with, within visions and dreams operate and recognize that the Holy Spirit, when putting the new created life of Christ within us, he gave us a new heart and a new imagination. He sanctifies it and gives us and now he partners with us to dream God's dreams, to see his vision, and to use our God-given imagination. Success or failure, they depend on our visions and our, or our dream, and our dreams. Think of Abraham in the scriptures. God gave him great promises. He'd be a father of many nations. He'd prosper in his business, and he'd prosper in life. But before God brought about the promise in his life, or before Abraham realized that promise, God gave him visions and dreams. God worked within his imagination. Number one, God came to Abraham and said, look at the land. Look north, look south, look east, look west. Look all around you and whatever you see, that's your land. He was only limited by what he saw. Then Abraham, then God brought Abraham out of his tent and he said, I want you to look at the stars, but don't just look, count them. I don't know if he said this part, but maybe he said, and I want you to name them. Name one Jacob, name one Isaac, name one Judah, name them your... I don't know if he did that or not, but he did have them look at the stars and he did have them count them. In other words, he's painting a picture. He's working within Abraham's imagination. And then thirdly, he changed Ab Abraham's name. He wasn't Abraham at the time. His name was Abe, but he was named Abraham. So that every time he heard his name, he'd see a different picture of himself working within his imagination, visions and dreams. And God was giving Abraham a clear picture of his future in his imagination, so that he would dream those pictures. Because in the three-dimensional three world that Abraham lived, it was not realistic to expect that Abraham would be a father of many nations. In the three-dimensional world that we all live in, to Abraham, he was well past childbearing years. But God gave him a dream in his imagination. 
I mean, in finance, Abraham gave the best land to Lot in the natural, in the three-dimensional realm that we all exist in. There was no, Abraham shouldn't have been blessed like that. He chose the secondary land. He chose the deserted land. And yet God brought about in his life prosperity, blessing. He was rich. But first, God painted a picture in his imagination. He painted a picture. You see, we have to have a clear picture in our imagination when opposition comes. And opposition will come to the dreams and visions that God give us. And then when the opposition comes, we'll be tempted to quit, to give up, to be discouraged. I'm sure Abraham did many times. That's why God wanted the, in his imagination to be clearly painted with this vision and this dream. And you today in 2021, you know, the things that you've been through, it could be nobody would blame you for quitting or giving up. Some might even encourage you and say you're a victim and just have that victim's mentality. And you know what? You might, it, it might be well-deserved. But God didn't create us to be victims. He didn't create us to give up. He created us to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. He created us for purpose. He created us for direction. He created us for visions and dreams. And he's working. And I think the Holy Spirit, God is speaking to our lives today and saying, resurrect those barren dreams. Don't let, you know, some people said, oh, 2020 is done. 2020 is going to be, 2021 is going to be so much better. Well, in the natural, it isn't. In fact, it seems like it's getting darker, more lockdowns, more. I mean, it's, it's in the natural, it can be depressing. But God is speaking to our church today. Dream big. Keep the vision alive. Barren dreams, broken dreams. He's saying, let me breathe vision. Let me breathe dreams. And God is saying, dream big dreams. Let your, let your imagination be overtaken by the Holy Spirit. You see, healthy imaginations are breeding grounds for healthy visions and dreams. 3 John 2 says, we'll prosper even as our soul or our imagination prosper. It's so key to a victorious life. The enemy knows that power, of course, as well. And the enemy tries to keep us trapped. He'll show us the wrong picture. You know, we're all thinking pictures. We think in pictures, we dream in pictures, and we're doing it all the time. And the enemy would like nothing more than to keep us trapped in the wrong picture. Instead of showing us beauty, he shows us ashes. And we keep thinking and dreaming in, in color, the, the 3D world. We keep thinking about the ashes, the brokenness. He, instead, of, instead of prosperity, he shows you bankruptcy. I, instead of healing, he shows you sickness and premature death. He, these, he, the enemy tries to keep us trapped. Instead of victory, he shows failure. And we keep thinking these, our part is protect the vision, to protect the dreams. You know, just like when you're watching, you know, we have on television now, we have like 500 channels, even more. You got Netflix. But if you don't like the channel, you change it. The enemy doesn't control your mind and your imagination, and nor does God. We have control. And the Holy Spirit is inviting us today to change the channel. Instead of seeing ashes, see beauty. Instead of seeing defeat, see victory. Instead of seeing premature death, see healing. Dream these things. Let it captivate our imagination. But recognize, left unchecked, what is orderly always turns to chaos. That's one of Pastor Peter's favorite sayings. He always says, order. You know, it may be orderly now, even in the, but it turns to chaos. We must keep our imaginations protected. Guard it with all our guarding. Guard that dream. Guard that vision. Because transformation in our chaos starts in the fourth dimensional reality. Transformation in our chaos starts in our imaginations. If we can't see it, we've got to see it. I think of Jabez in the scriptures in First Chronicles. First Chronicles, the scripture says of him, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother named him Jabez, saying, because I gave birth to him in pain. 
I mean, what a painful situation. What a broken situation. I imagine him as a young man without purpose, without, without direction. But look at Jabez. He used this imag- his imagination in his prayer. Notice what happened. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would greatly bless me and extend my borders, that your hand, mighty hand would be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it would not harm me. And God brought about what he uh, requested. Oh, I love that. In the three-dimensional world, there was not, he did not, there was nothing that said he would be greatly blessed. Nothing said he should have expanded borders, which speaks of widened influence. Nothing spoke of that in the natural three-dimensional reality. But he used in prayer, he used his imagination, and he came to God and said, God, would you expand my borders? And watch this. God said, he's honorable. You see, God loves when we think and dream big. Of course, we dream big according to the scriptures. We can't just dream anything under the sun. You can't just dream you're going to marry someone else's husband or wife. I mean, that's, it has to be lined up to scriptures. I mean, you know, I'm not going down that, that, that path of teaching right now. But if the promise is lined up to this, God loves it when we dream big. He says, Jabez is honorable. But recognize this imagination directed by the Holy Spirit is an essential to living by faith. The scripture says faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. When it's saying seen, it's talking about a three-dimensional world. In 2021, there may be no reason for you to believe for widened influence in your business. There might be no natural reason for you to believe to be greatly blessed in your marriage, in your relationships. There might be no natural reason for you to believe that your business could expand or, or But God says, you are honorable when you ask me for big things. I think God is saying, dream bigger in 2021. Don't be limited by what we see around us. Keep coming to him. Say, keep me from harm. He says, oh, that's honorable. Uh, You know, people might say, oh, you're asking too much. You're thinking too big. Just just be quiet. Stay stay small during these times. Just don't think you might, you know, you may set yourself up for disappointment. No. God says, dream big. Ask big, think big. God works within our imagination. You know, the imagination are these visions and dreams. They take what is true of us in Jesus and they pull it into the arena of our senses. See, we're not dreaming what isn't. We're not just hoping something might happen. It's saying what is true in Christ. And then we imagine it and we, we meditate on it and we let it captivate our thinking. And we, the scripture, it's almost like we pull it out of that reality into the reality we taste, touch, feel, and smell. We're not hoping. It's not just, oh, I hope this might happen. We are meditating on what's in Christ, what is true in Christ, and pulling it into that natural reality. Transformation happens when our imagination is shaped by the unseen realm of faith. That's why it's so important to keep connected, hearing the word of God preached like you're hearing this morning. To, to, To stay connected in prayer, to stay connected to church family because our imagination is being shaped by something and and, and the course and direction of our lives is being shaped by our imagination, the visions and the dreams that we have. Transformation from chaos to order happen when our imagination is shaped by the unseen realm of faith. 
Faith is a gift of God in Christ Jesus. So as we meditate on Christ in a few moments, we'll partake in the Holy Communion. The Holy Communion is the unseen realm of faith where we see Jesus who is broken so that we could be whole. Where we see Jesus whose blood was shed so that we could be righteous. You know, we sang about it earlier that the blessings of God chase us down. That's a promise to the righteous. And so we are captivated on that. And transformation happens. That's happening right now. Dreams are being rebirthed. Visions are being re-energized, clarified today. In fact, even tonight, some individuals, some of you, you're going to be awakened by the visions and dreams that God is rebirthing in your spirit, man. The Holy Spirit of Christ in you. This is the invitation of the Holy Spirit here in 2021. In the middle of a disenchanted world, a world that feels like we're in a zombie state. We're here to help them, by the way. You see, imagination is the fuel that keeps our light shining in darkness. Oh, I love that. Just think about that for a second. Our imagination, and I'm about done, is the fuel. And we're going to go to Pastor Peter, but think on this. Imagine, our imagination is the fuel that keeps our light shining in darkness. You see, that light not only lights your world, but it lights the world around you. In the natural, there is no reason for your light to shine brighter. But I tell you, there is a fourth dimension. The dimension that brought about the creation, that brought about the new creation, that transformed the world at that time from darkness into light, from chaos into order, that lives within you and I today in Christ Jesus. We connect with it through our visions and dreams, through the language of our imagination. And we dream dreams according to Jesus' promises. Every promise is yes in Christ Jesus. That's happening now. You know, maybe some of there's individuals watching and you've been having this continual dream in your, in your mind, in your imagination, that you will die prematurely. Even 2021, you will die. But you are getting a new vision, a new dream in your heart right now. There's other individuals, you saw your business collapsing this year. You said, I hung on for 2021, but I, I mean in 2020, but I cannot this year. I can't hang on anymore. I don't see a pathway forward. A new vision and a new dream is being birthed right now in the name of Jesus. For this church family, you know, you could be sitting there. We could even as pastors think, how do we keep reaching out? How do we keep expanding? How do we keep widening our influence? But we will. God is birthing visions and dreams, not just in the hearts of us as pastors, but every person you are getting a vision and a dream for your church family, how you can reach out, how you can be a blessing. God is breathing this now into every person. There is a dimension that transcends the three-dimensional world that we live in. And we have been birthed into it in Christ. And the Holy Spirit is inviting us now to operate in it, to live in it, to enjoy it, to be joy. That's how we can be joyful and peaceful when tumultuous situations, confusion all around. We can be at rest like Jesus in the boat.